Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, January 29th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, two games on the NHL slate for Sunday. Uh, we'll be breaking both of them down as we gradually wind our way toward the All-Star break with pretty much light schedules, one or two games pretty much each day uh, until we conclude on Wednesday. And a reminder, we will be uh, having our final show before the All-Star break on Wednesday, and then we will be off four days throughout the break, Thursday through Sunday, and we'll be back next Monday, February the 6th. Uh, let's first quickly recap. It's going to be a brief show today. Uh, unfortunately, I have... Uh, other show commitments for the uh, NFL games coming up in about half an hour. So we'll rip through this show quickly on last night. It was a wild Saturday. A lot of crazy shit went down uh, in the NHL. Uh, obviously, the first game of the afternoon, Colorado 4-2 over St. Louis. It was like a tale of two hockey games. It was all Colorado for the first half. St. Louis, pretty much once Colorado got the big lead, they kind of fell asleep. Uh, and Colorado ended up hanging on at the end. Uh, to win that hockey game, and they end up putting it away in the empty net 4-2. Jordan Binnington, or Baby Binnington, as I like to call him, had an, it's up to his old tricks yesterday, getting involved in a scrum after the whistle. I think he really did that, Alex, more just to fucking wake up his team and fire his yeah. team up. We were really getting d dominated at that point of the game by Colorado, and I think it was more that than anything else. Yeah, I know a lot of people were dropping all of them because, like I said, we've seen these antics from him before. But like I said, he's doing that more to fire his team up. And that needs to be, I think, a a, a call to, you know, the front office. I mean, you know, it, you shouldn't have your goalie being the guy who wakes your team up. You need to have a forward or a defenseman that uh, that can step up and, and provide that role. And it's interesting because this is a veteran team. There's a lot of older players. That's just not their style of play. And when they need that, they shouldn't have to rely on your starting goalie. That's not uh, that's not usually the case in, in with uh, with any team. So maybe that's something that the Blues kind of need to, to look at. Hey, we know we need that you know kind of that agitator, that energy kind of guy, and maybe we need to you know get somebody. Uh, if we don't have that person in house, we need to maybe go elsewhere and find that. Yeah, exactly, and uh, certainly that's a concern. I thought Bortuzzo was supposed to be that guy. Where the hell was he? Uh, yesterday uh, in terms of throwing the weight around and trying to stir it up physically when the team was uh, really getting bombed early in that game. But we will give St. Louis credit. They woke up, they made it interesting, but they end up falling short 4-2. There's not enough words in the English vocabulary to describe what we saw in Sunrise, Florida yesterday. What a finish there, the Bruins and the uh, Panthers. First of all, Bruins in regulation, Alex had it, so did I. Um, I was thinking, ah, probably going to lose it when it was 2-2 there. Uh, and it was 2-2 for, like, for you know, coming down the stretch. We got inside five, four, three minutes left in the third. I'm like, okay, probably going to go to overtime. Then David Posternock ties it with under a minute to go. And I'm like, holy shit, we're going to get ourselves a little last-second heroics here uh, and get a 3-2 regulation win for Boston. But that wasn't the case. A ricochet puck off a skate right out to Barkov, and he ties it with two seconds left. Uh, in the third period, uh, and then they'll go ahead and they win it in overtime, the Florida Panthers. And talk about a team that needed a win like that, uh, the Florida Panthers, who have really struggled. Maybe that's what it's going to take to get them going. We've kind of said this before about them, but, man, if there's ever a time when 
Uh, one win is going to propel a team. It's that kind of win where it looks like another bad loss, another game where you're not going to pick up any points on the heels of that L.A. loss, of course, the previous night. And you come back, you find a way, you get the win, and you do it against obviously the best team in the NHL so far this season, the Bruins. Let's see if that percolates the Panthers a little bit coming out of the break. I'm sure they would have liked to have had a win uh, in that fashion you know, coming out of the break. It's kind of tough to win a game like that. And then all of a sudden now you have to go, uh, you know, a week without playing and then, you know, try to harness that energy. I'm sure they would have liked to have that carry over uh, into a part of the season where they would be playing more games. But yeah, nonetheless, it's still a big win for them. Uh, obviously beating a great Boston team, getting that kind of a comeback, like I said, you know, two seconds left to tie the game. And then was it 15, 18 seconds into overtime, getting the, the winner, all that momentum was on their side. So uh big win for them. It's a terrible loss for us and anybody else who had, uh, Bruins and regulation. And it's funny because I was like, wow, a couple hours before that game started, I thought I had the worst beat of the day with a boxing match. I had basically the knockout between the fourth and seventh rounds. It ends in round eight. <laughs> and then that, that doesn't end up being the worst beat of the day. No, this ends up being the worst beat of the day for sure. Like I said, uh, giving up a goal with two seconds on a, on a regulation play. That's uh, It's tough, but it's going to happen. Well, the good news for Alex is the other regulation play that he really liked yesterday it was a no-sweat winner, and that was the Tampa Bay Lightning as they yeah. cruised the victory 5-2 over the L.A. Kings. You know, another struggle for Jonathan Quick in that. I was on the over, so uh, both of us enjoyed the result there in that game. The Flyers, how about going to Winnipeg, shutting out the Jets? What's wrong with the Jets all of a sudden? This is their first little bout of adversity this year, their first little, you know, wobble and little sign of a decline, I guess, after what's been a terrific first half of the season. If you watch Rick Bonus's press conference, I'd play it if we weren't uh, so pressed for time, but uh, definitely uh, he wasn't happy uh, with the team saying, you got to work, you got to compete. And when you don't do that, that's what's going to happen. I said, our difference makers, uh, he, he almost pulled a Ian Cameron, uh, can't find them with a telescope. He said, our difference makers, you couldn't find them out there. I almost thought he was going to go with the telescope road. I, I was hoping, but uh, Rick Bonus uh, listened to some of that A-quality material and said, that sounds pretty good to me. I'm going to use some of that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, not happy, was he? Uh, and they've got one more game to correct it. They do have a game before the break to finish up tomorrow against the Blues. And, of course, they're reeling like you can't believe. So yeah. if Winnipeg loses that game tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues, then we're really going to be some concern there in the peg with what's going on with the uh, Jets. Uh, Ottawa shuts out Montreal 5-0 last night. Uh, more struggles for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, I got to give San Jose some credit. I mean, I thought for sure after blowing that game against Carolina, how are they going to pick themselves up off the mat? I don't know if that speaks more about San Jose picking themselves up off the mat or more about Pittsburgh's just woes right now, especially defensively. But the Sharks is a big dog, plus uh, 230. Or actually, plus 210 they were. Uh, a 6-4 to four, a win in Pittsburgh last night. Game flies over the total. Alex and I were both on the over there, and uh, it cruised with uh, plenty of room to spare. Uh, the Islanders, a uh, back-to-back win. Someone was going to win of those two slumping teams, and they beat Vegas 2-1. to one. Minnesota, on Hockey Day in Minnesota, they rescue themselves after trailing one nothing. after trailing 2-1. to one. They tie it in the uh, third or sorry, they tie it late in the second. It was a scoreless third, and then they win in a shootout. Uh, not a good shootout for Ugo Pekalukin in there. Uh, he no. uh, did not uh, uh, do very well. Uh, Minnesota got the uh, better of it in the shootout, and they beat the uh, Sabres by a score of 3-2. to two. There's my tough beat, another one, the over there, where it's 2-2 two, two after the third. You get a scoreless uh, third uh, period, and uh, it still stays under. Uh, we warned you about uh, Columbus being in a brutal spot, and uh, the over fell short for me. 
but we had Seattle first period puck line and full game puck line. I said, this is a brutal spot for Columbus. And if not for Merzlikens, it could have been 8-1 for Seattle. Actually, it was one of his better games in a long time. He was making some terrific saves for the uh, Blue Jackets, but it still was not enough. Uh, Seattle ends up with the uh, 3-1 win there. Uh, Much to my chagrin, Arizona can't take advantage of a scheduling advantage. Uh, really poor effort from them, especially in the first. It really took until the third period for them to finally start out playing Anaheim. Maybe the third period is when some of those travel legs started to kick in for Anaheim, uh, but they couldn't capitalize. Gibson was very good. Gibson absolutely robbed Arizona in overtime. Yeah. That save he made on Chikrin. I mean, my good Chikrin's going to have nightmares about that. Unbelievable. Reached back with his glove and pulled the puck off the goal line. Uh, unbelievable stop. And I said, the next, I said to myself as I'm watching that, they're going to come down and score the next shift or some shit like that at Anaheim. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, and the Trevor Zegers with a perfect shot beats uh, Connor Ingram and they win in overtime uh, two to one. Seven uh, three beat down for Edmonton over Chicago last night. Uh, I, I feel for you, Alex, because you had first period over one nothing after the first yeah. period and then the explosion happens. <laughs> Did you have five goals after that? I mean, you must be mm-hmm. shitting me. Yeah, and that's happened a lot actually with the Hawks. The the first period overs that I lost this year, there's been an explosion of goals in the second and third. So it's something I got to kind of make a mental note of myself. When I'm seeing those first period overs not hitting, I need to just go right back and hammer the second period. You know, get the live uh, you know overs as well with the Hawks. I've been doing that with some other teams, but I hadn't been doing that with Chicago either. Yeah, definitely. And the uh, highlight of that game, obviously the Oilers bouncing back strong, clearly after losing to Columbus at home. But Matt Berlin from Alberta, from Edmonton, in fact. University of Alberta is where he played as a goaltender in uh, university hockey. He was an emergency backup goalie last night for the Oilers because of a late scratch of Stuart Skinner. So he was not available. Uh, They had Berlin uh, basically backing up Campbell. And in a 7-3 game, he didn't have to do this, Jay Woodcroft, but he did. And it was an incredible gesture. He puts Matt Berlin in there. Uh, at with two and a half minutes to go, seven three, you figure, hey, we're up by four goals, right? The lead's safe. Get him in there, get him two and a half minutes to play in an NHL game in his hometown. It yeah. was an w- incredible gesture. I already like Jay Woodcroft as a coach because I think he's brilliant in terms of he's not willing to stick to the status quo. If something's not working, he'll shake up the lines mid game on a whim shake up the D pairs. He's going to do anything he can from a coaching standpoint to push the right buttons to get his team going. But then you see the human side of things, and he does this for this kid, uh, Matt Berlin, and puts him in there in his hometown in an NHL game. He might be the only time he gets in an NHL game, for all you know, for the last two and a half minutes. I thought that was awesome, and obviously everybody on on Twitter uh, reacting to that uh, with great pleasure, as they should. I think it was a wonderful, wonderful gesture. Yeah, absolutely. He had family in, in the in the stands too. You know, it wasn't like it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. And you know, I, I could see where maybe some people would probably think, oh, you know, putting in your backup, you know, emergency backup in a blowout like that is kind of a, a disrespect sign. It really wasn't. Like I said, it was more of a you know a nod to you know giving this kid a chance to play in front of his hometown. It's you know last game before the break, and like I said, it's just a, a great gesture. And, and shout out to Jay Woodcroft for doing that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was uh, to me. It was all positive. I mean, if, if, I know we become a negative thinking society. Everything we look, every single thing that happens, we look at what's wrong with it instead of what's right with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, that was I thought that was terrific and uh, good on the Oilers uh, for doing that. All right, we've got two games here on this Sunday slate, and they're both at 5 p.m. Eastern. So really, there's no night games tonight uh, in the NHL, although there is, you know, Bengals Chiefs tonight in the uh, AFC Championship. So it's not like uh, 
they're missing out, not having a game tonight. But uh, Capitals and Leafs, one of two games today. We've got Toronto minus 140, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, the Leafs, not a good effort from them against Ottawa on Friday night. They had a good first period, and then it was all downhill from there. Uh, they lose 6-2 to the Ottawa Senators. The first, the first home regulation loss this season for the Leafs with Ilya Samsonov uh, in net, who was shockingly in net because we told you on Friday's show, Matt Murray was going to be the starter. He gets hurt in the in the warm-up. All of a sudden, Samsonov is in net for the uh, Leafs last minute. Uh, and they had an emergency backup situation themselves uh, that uh, night, the Leafs, in case something happened to Samsonov because they had no plan in place. It was spur of the moment. They couldn't get anyone from the AHL uh, to come uh, and be with the uh, team. So uh, as a result here for the uh, Leafs, uh, Matt Murray is day-to-day. He's already been ruled out for this game. It'll be Ilya Samsonov making, uh, I think, probably his ninth or tenth straight start now at least uh, at this point for the uh, Leafs. Now, you might think, what happened to Samsonov? Uh, is he going to go back downhill? Think about the situation for him. He has no fucking idea he's going to play. He doesn't think for a second he's going to play in that game. All of a sudden, whoop, Murray injured in warm-up 10, 15 minutes before the game. Up, oh, Ilya Samsonov, you're playing. So I can excuse him, obviously, for having a rougher night. That's a yeah. tough situation. Goalies are fucking, you know, creatures of habit. They got their <laughs> prep work and the routines they go through uh, before every game. That gets screwed up to hell when you put Samsonov in the situation that he was in Friday night, yeah. now he knows he's a starter. He can have his usual pregame routine, meal, exercise, you know, the, do what Ryan Miller does, you know, put his chin on the stick and just stare into space, whatever, whatever he does to get ready for a start, he can do that. So I think he's going to play better here today for the Elites. I kind of like Toronto here in a bounce back spot, minus 140. They've played the Capitals pretty well uh, the last uh, couple of years. Uh, that's something we have seen on full display uh, as of late, Washington, they are coming off a 3-2 win against Pittsburgh, but can't exactly act like they were playing great before that uh, because the wins were Columbus. I mean, seriously, look at the wins before the win against Pittsburgh, and they're struggling right now too. Uh, the wins before that for Washington were Arizona, the Islanders who were struggling mightily at the time as well, and Columbus. You know, they have not beaten a who's who of good teams, Washington, and every recent win for them has been against a team that's been struggling. Uh, at the time, Leafs have been pretty good off a loss lately as well. The home record is still pretty strong, even after the tough night against Ottawa, 19 and eight uh, on the season uh, for the uh, Leafs at home. Uh, they have won four of the last five meetings uh, against Washington, including each of the last two that they have hosted uh, the Washington Capitals. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it simple here in this one. Toronto minus 140. I'm not going to do regulation because I do think it'll be pretty competitive game. Could be a one goal game. Toronto's uh, won a lot of those type of games lately. So Leafs minus 140. Uh, not going to overcomplicate it. Just straight money line for me. Alex, what do you think here? Capitals, Leafs. Yeah, I'm on the first period over. I laid a dollar thirty-three at bet online. I'm seeing dollar forty, so that, that that's a fair price as well. Uh, seven straight first period overs uh, in the last seven meetings between the two teams. Ten and two the last twelve meetings. Uh, like you said, with Samsonov, you know, being kind of run down, you know, nine starts in a row. I don't care how good of a goalie you are. That's a that's a lot to have to kind of shoulder the load of during the regular season. Playoffs a little bit different, obviously, but uh, you know, like I said, having to be just thrown in in some of these spots and. You know, we've seen, you know, they said back and forth battles against Washington, his old team as well. So I think this could be uh, one of those games where we see a lot of goals. So I like first period over. I also would lean that full game over at six as well. 
Well, I like and lean into. I likes the first period over. Leans to the uh, full game over here in this one with the uh, Capitals uh, and the uh, Leafs. Uh, and by the way, the series history with these uh, two teams, we've seen seven goals. You know what? I actually might put a small bet on the over. I like the side more, but I'm just looking at it now. It's it might be worth just a small overplay here. It's the five one and one over history in the last seven head to head meetings between these two teams. Five, one, and one to the over in the last uh, seven head-to-head. Another angle, too, is you don't have to convince Ilya Samsonov to uh, get ready to play Washington. He wants to and – and look, the last time he played Washington, it actually didn't go too well for him. It was in Washington. It was 5-2. I don't think that was one of his better games. But now he's home where he's been lights out. He lost the last time he played. Do you think he wants to go 0-2 against Washington this year? No, not a chance. I think you're going to get a great Ilya Samsonov today. Uh, in this game. And I think the Leafs will play better too. Their defensive game just totally eroded. And TJ Brody might be back today. He was at practice yesterday. And of course, he's one of their more stable defensemen. They're hoping he might be able to play in this game for the Leafs. So uh, Alex liking the first period over. And I'm, I lean to the full game over. I'll have a small play on that. The primary one for me, though, is uh, the Leafs here. Money line uh, minus 140. All right. Interesting game for this second game on this card. Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes. These two teams met in the uh, playoffs, of course, last year. Uh, Carolina emerging in seven games. It was, I think, a series where the home team won every game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last year in that first-round series. Uh, Carolina minus 130, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. So now we're going to find out if the Bruins are going to face their first maybe prolonged slump uh, of the year uh, because last Night's yesterday afternoon, I should say, or last night it was kind of an evening game. Last night's loss to Florida in overtime it was the first time all year they've lost back-to-back games. And I had the facetious tweet, of course, on Twitter. First time all year the Bruins have lost consecutive games in a row. What a fucking garbage hockey team uh, this is! <laughs> it's absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I think that was just me. It was me being half funny, half like really pissed that they caught that up in regulation yeah. there. But nevertheless, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Um, Look, first time all year they've lost two in a row. Let's see how they respond, right? This never happened yeah. to them this year. They've had no adversity. They've had no, whoa, what's going on here moments, uh, this hockey team. It's just everything's come so easily for them. Everything's been just smooth sailing, you know, calm waters. And now the rough waters here. You've lost two in a row for the first time. Uh, you've got only a couple of games left before the break, and they're tough games. This is the end of a brutally tough three-game stretch. The Tampa-Florida-Carolina road stretch, we always say, is very difficult, and we're finding that out now for Boston. They've lost the first two on this trip, and look, it's not getting any easier here. It's a back-to-back. It's three and four on the road, and it's a Carolina team that's just rolling right now, playing excellent hockey. They didn't even play that great against San Jose, and they still find a way 5-4 uh, in overtime. Uh, to beat the uh, San Jose Sharks for their fourth win in a row, uh, six and two in their last eight games. You go back further than that, I think since December, uh, the record for them is just absolutely ridiculous how good it is. Uh, they've been terrific, uh, this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team. So this is not going to be easy at all for the uh, Boston Bruins to get off the schneid and back, get back in the win column. Uh, the Bruins did play the Hurricanes once earlier this season in Boston. November 25th, a 3-2 overtime win for the Bruins uh, in that game. Uh, Carolina looking to respond. Look, this has been, whether it's been regular season or playoffs, but especially since the playoffs, uh, and it really was since the playoff series last year, home teams won every game, including, of course, the one previous regular season game. I'm not laying the $1.30 with Carolina here, but I lean that way, honestly. Um, I think it's a tricky spot here for the Bruins. I really do. 
you know, and, you know, first bout of adversity, losing that game the way they did back to back. They will have all mark. It was Swayman yesterday. So it'll be Alinas all mark today. Uh, we expect Freddie Anderson to be the goalie for uh, Carolina, but again, that's not confirmed yet either. Keep in mind, Anderson's given up two goals or fewer in each of his five starts since he's been back, uh, given up a grand total of nine goals in those five starts. He's been very good uh, for the uh, Hurricanes, so see if he keeps that going here. Lean as Carolina. You know what I like, though, in this game? I'm taking a shot over five and a half here. I think five and a half in this game is just a little bit low considering what we've seen out of Carolina from a totals perspective. You know, they're 8-2 and two to the over in their last 10 games, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And when you look at the reason for it, the reason for it's been their offense. They have clearly been able to score goals. Uh, going back throughout this uh, stretch of play, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have scored a minimum of three goals in nine of their last uh, 10 games. Uh, so they have been a goal-scoring machine. You know, Marty Natchez continues to be just incredible for them uh, as of late. Uh, they're getting the blue line chipping in offensively. Many of their key forwards stepping up. Uh, I definitely think this total looks a little low, a little light, considering what we've seen out of the Hurricanes lately. So uh, that's what I like here in this game. Over five and a half, you can get it at minus 115, uh, a pretty good price as well for that. Uh, lean Hurricanes, just a lean there, but if the bet for me in this game is going to be over five and a half, minus 115. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Boston, Carolina. Yeah, I'm more likely going to tell you on that one, honestly. I was leaning with the first period over a bit, five and two the last seven meetings. But like I said, I think this could be more where we see goals scored throughout the contest, maybe not so much uh, a lot early, especially from Carolina to team that kind of clamps down a little bit more early in the game, and then they make their adjustments once they go into the locker room. But like I said, it's going to be a big test for Boston to see how they respond. The first you know, real true test of adversity, third game in four nights off of back-to-back -back losses. Like I said, this is uh, uncharted waters for this team this season. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the first period. If you, if you like Boston, I'd say maybe take a first period and then make any kind of adjustments moving forward there. But I just gonna, I'm just going to go with that over five and a half as well. All right, over five and a half here, minus uh, 115 for Alex as well with the uh, Bruins and the Hurricanes. Uh, it should be a good one. I want to point out, too, I'm just looking it up because I am, I am very curious about this because uh, we know going back to uh, his uh, tenure, uh, let me just, uh, here we go, with the uh, Leafs. Uh, I know there's been some issues at times. No, he's actually got decent numbers, actually, Anderson against the Bruins. Very good, in yeah. fact, uh, in his career. So we'll see about that. But uh, I was thinking maybe he had some struggles. No, he's actually been pretty solid with, uh, in his career with them. And he has been good since the break. But I'm, I'm going to take my chance, especially with Carolina, trending eight of the last ten over. five And a, and you haven't gotten many five-and-a-halfs either, you know, with right. uh, Carolina. Actually, uh, there's been a few. But I'm looking at the recent games for Carolina. Yeah, uh, three of the last four games where Carolina's game totals have been five and a half, three of the last four have gone over. So there you go. We always talk about five and a halfs or five and a halfs for a reason. Don't bet the over <laughs> when you see it, but not with Carolina. They've been going over and, these five and a And the last seven meetings between these two teams when the line was five and a half, over six and one. There you go. All right, so. There we go. Adding fuel to the fire here for Bruins and Hurricanes over uh, five and a half. Uh, all right. Good stuff. I told you it's going to be a nice and short, quick show. Uh, we got to wrap it up in the next five or minutes or so. So uh, great stuff with Alex P. Smith. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks to our podcast listeners as well. We're going to do a back-to-back -back set of ads, uh, of <laughs> course, because it's such a short sh show today. So we will be back in just a second with Best Bets. We'll wrap it up with that in just a moment, right after we hear from both Gramco and Manscaped. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or on the ice, Gramco is for the game. 
Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back here on the Ice Guys. And I will, and by the way, patreon.com slash Ice Guys, $10 a month. Make sure you sign up and subscribe there. People always ask, how can we give you guys a tip and donate? You do such a great job. That's your type and donation method right there. Sign up at patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. And it's not just a tip and a donation. You get great content. A daily Ice Guys betting card, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings. we got bonus videos, bonus articles coming up. Some stuff that's not betting related, just as, as hockey fans will bring you some content as well. They're exclusively on Patreon. So check it out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. 
yeah, I got an article dropping uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. Not sure when I'm going to release it, but uh, it's a, a fun hockey-related article. And uh, like I said, we got a lot of stuff. And we also got stuff going on at the Ice Guys store. The next two days, you can get 20% off everything at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, pretty much everything's in stock right now. The T-shirts, the hoodies, the caps, uh, mugs. We've got all kinds of different stuff. So definitely check that out and get saved 20% off today and tomorrow only. That's over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, good stuff. Uh, as far as the NFL, yeah, we'll throw out a couple plays there for the NFL since everyone's interested. It is conference championship Sunday. Uh, look, I have I'm in a different situation here because I have the Bengals twelve to one to win the AFC, the Eagles fourteen to one to win the NFC from before the season back in August. So, you know, I'm looking at hedges on San Francisco and Kansas City, just a small one for both for the two uh, futures that I have for the conference championship futures. So. But if I didn't have those futures, I'd probably stick with Bengals and Eagles, you know, honestly, be in your Super Bowl. I think both could be close games. I think you tease the dogs up to yeah. seven, seven and a half or eight on a six, six and a half, seven point teaser, whatever you want. I don't think we're seeing a blowout uh, in either game, uh, but I'm going to stick with Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl. And I've got futures on both to win the AFC and NFC respectively. So, you know, I'm hoping for that result. Uh, that's for sure. I, I like the over a lot in the Bengals Chiefs game. I'm neutral on the total when it comes to the 49ers-Eagles game. I could see that being a low-scoring game like the Niner-Cowboy game was last week, or I could see that one going over the total if Philly makes some of those explosive big splash plays that sometimes they can. Alex, what do you think of the two NFL games? Yeah, well, I tease the dogs, too, and I, I kind of wish I waited because now I'm actually seeing uh, one book. I'm seeing the Niners are plus three. So if you, if you got a three, definitely tease them with uh, with Cincy. But I also took Cincy. Pick them minus a dollar ten early in the week, and I like Jalen Hurts to throw an interception. I got plus a dollar six on that. Uh, you can shop around and still find a, a good plus price. I think the Eagles are going to throw the ball quite a bit, and you know, not so much that he's just going to have a horrible day, but I think he's just liable to throw up a pick, and I think it's a, a decent price uh, to take a shot. There. I think he's going to we're going to see a lot of throwing from him as opposed to running. Niners know they have to contain him and can't have him scrambling around the West. It's going to be a long day for them, so I think they're going to you know force him to stay within the pocket. He's going to throw the ball more. I know Ian, you're talking about pass completion. And, and stuff for him. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, 35, 40 passes. He's liable to throw a duck. So I got him plus one five for an interception. All right, good stuff. And if you watch tomorrow's show, we'll just have the one game, the Blues and the Jets. We'll give you a little bonus NFL Conference Championship Sunday recap segment on uh, the sure, show tomorrow. Yeah. So there we go, because we're big football fans and betters as well. Uh, we'll give you a little uh, recap of the two games from today on tomorrow's uh, Ice Guys show. So tune in for that. All right, best bets. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go with uh, Capitals Leafs first period over one and a half. Like I said, I got minus $1.33, but anywhere from $1.40. Five, I think that'd be the cap off for this one because I'm only betting one game. Uh, this is a spot where I, I kind of like that. I, I don't mind laying that kind of a price. Where this is seven straight meetings that have gone over in the first period, ten and two the last twelve meetings. Uh, Samsonov has played well, but he's been playing a lot of hockey consecutively. Maybe he uh, lets in a goal or two early. And the Capitals, we've seen them kind of go up and down as well. So I like that first period over with Washington and Toronto. All right, Washington, Toronto, over one and a half, first period, best bet for Alex B. Smith. And my best bet, Boston, Carolina, over five and a half, minus 115. Uh, like I said, I mean, we've seen uh, Carolina trend over the total, eight and two to the over the last 10 games. There's a track record of five and a half totals with these two teams head-to-head -head trending over as well. Just a little bit too light, and I think fatigue sets into the defense 
for the Boston Bruins. These guys have played a lot of hockey and a lot of intense hockey. Tampa Bay, intense game, physical game. Florida, overtime game, emotional, physical, mentally intense. It taxed Boston. I could see them coughing up that puck, little liability in their own end more than usual tonight. today. That should help the over as well. So Bruins, Hurricanes, over 5.5, minus 115 uh, for my best bet. I really do lean Carolina in that game as well, but I just didn't like the price enough. I really think Carolina is probably going to win that game, but again, I'm not ever really that interested in betting against the Bruins when they're a rare underdog, which they are here, but it is a tough spot. I agree with that 100%. Uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins today. All right, great stuff. That's the Sunday Ice Guys show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the NFL Conference Championships. Enjoy the NHL and everything else. Uh, We'll see you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 